welcome to the show. It's a new episode. I'm here with Dave. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good. Um, first up, I wanted to talk about. Um, I got on this uh, snooker blog, right? Yeah. And uh, they've done a roundup of all the snooker podcasts. Oh yeah. Yeah, quite sort of complimentary to a lot of them. Can you see where this is going? <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a mention right at the bottom of this article. It's the very um, worst. He's lumped us in with you know Richard Herring's yeah, me yeah. one versus me yeah. two. Mm. And we get a little mention at the bottom if you want to read it out. Yeah, yeah, okay. What, what website was this on? It's just a snooker blog. Um, okay. And they've rounded up all the, all the good... Snooker blog. And the honourable remainder of the sunken snooker podcasts. Um, there are currently no episodes, but Talking Balls has published interesting conversations in the past. Eurosport also once had a snooker podcast. Me One versus Me Too is supposed to be funny, but I don't get it. The snooker podcast is also marked as comedy. I find it rather annoying. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I agree. <laughs> to be fair, like, I found out afterwards that they, um, they're German. Ah. So if you were listening in your second language, it might be... A... Also, if you were German. Yeah, you have a sense of humour. This is not about snooker! <laughs> This is under the category comedy. <laughs> it is not comedy. That is nicked so good. Can you read out as a German? An annoyed German. <laughs> there are currently no episodes. But this is going to be like, hello, hello. <laughs> but Talking Balls, Balls, <laughs> has published interesting conversations in the past. Eurosport also once had a snooker podcast. Me One versus Me Too is supposed to be funny, but I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. The snooker podcast is also marked as comedy. I find it rather annoying. Do you know what you sound like? Remember? Not German. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you remember we did that Paul McKenna thing? He was going... Bad buddy. Bad The Snooker Podcast is not of comedy. <laughs> it is not comedy. I don't find this very funny. It's hard to do a German accent in English. You do it. You live with a German. You should be better than this. I was thinking of getting my father-in-law to read it out. But no time. But I might, I might drop that in in the edit if he's up for it. Drop it in the edit, mate. But um, another thing that's happened in the world of snooker. Mm. Someone on eBay... Um, put up Cliff Forbund's queue, the one he made the maximum with at the queue spot. Yeah. And they put it on eBay for £125,000. Mm. So you've bought it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck, mate. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought when I. £125,000. Yeah. You see that Mr. Blobby suit went for sixty-two grand. Yeah. But then the, the, yeah. the guy pulled out, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Man but, pulls out of Blobby. <laughs> um, but yeah, good luck, mate, is a phrase that I oh, use a lot. Good luck, mate. Um, no one knows really know what it means unless they're into snooker. Yeah, even then, it's not it's not necessarily clear that you're referencing that moment before <laughs> Cliff Thorburn made the uh, maxi at the World Championship. I um, There's another phrase which I say out loud, which was really annoying. And it's, do you know, the MC at the darts, after yeah. every leg, he shouts, Game on! Game on! So, if, I, if I'm starting, like, a new task in the house, yeah. I'll just shout it out loud and I've got to stop because it's doing my head. <laughs> you do when you put your trousers on. Game on! In the first leg! First leg! <laughs> in the second leg! <laughs> trousers on! That's probably the only uh, 
instance you could use it for a, for a good joke. Hey, on in the first league. No one sees me putting my trousers on though. I have to well, join a gym just to do the joke. Yeah. Any of you lads watch the darts? Right, anyone want to put me trousers on? <laughs> or in the canteen, but some chicken legs. Game on! In the first league! Actually, there's another thing. If I ever see a, um, a hairbrush, I always say from Snooker Loopy, hairbrushes for my barnet. So, if I put me... If, if my next job so, is brushing my hair... You know what you need to do is film yourself getting ready in the morning. Yeah. And then you could do it and put it out as a... A vlogging Snooker jets. Yeah. You've got a lot of those two agree phrases. Yeah. They annoy me. Like, I, I can't... It's like an impulse. I can't stop it. It's Nuka Wife Vito is them after a while. I can't think yeah. of it. Oh, there was a glitch in the Matrix. She said, that's it. Yeah. To say it one more time. To say it one more time, <laughs> you're dead. You're yeah. dead. I remember a really funny one. I don't know if you'll remember this. I'm quite interested if you do. Mm. I came out to your house. This was years ago. You'd been to a gig. Yeah. Right, and you were saying this this line from one of the songs. It's quite a rude line. You were yeah. just like going around the house, just like making a cup of tea, and yeah. you're saying it out loud. And and Snoop, I was just like, that is the last time you say that from that bit from the song because it's so rude. What Do was you remember? it? It was Peach's gig you went to. Uh, you used to go around the house. Oh, I, I know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sing it? Sucking on my titties like you wanna be. Co- yeah, I remember now. She's like, no more sucking Stop on my titties. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I don't think she said it like that, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I wanted to clean this this podcast up. It's already got your titties up. Yeah, well, maybe German listeners will find that more funny. Sucking on my titties. Sucking on my titties. What is the full line of that? I don't know. Sucking on my titties. for my bonnet. What else? Did you, did you watch any of the Masters? Yeah. So what's some of the Masters? Judd Trump was good. Do you know he switched to Tam for the tournament? Tam. And he played well. Well, he won it. Tam. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. I feel like there's not as many uh, commentary gaffes these days. I couldn't... Yeah. Because they, they, they've got rid of all the old ones, haven't they? But um, this happened. This was weird. Mm. It was like an interference into the commentary from yeah. nowhere. They didn't mention it, the commentary team, but it was really odd. I listened to this. One for the best. Sean, 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 Sean. Quite far enough. Don't know if you can fade. We haven't used these before. You have a kiffle them both. Sound right together. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Eleven. Five. That was weird, wasn't it? One, two, three, four, five. Sean, 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 Sean. It was good, though. The Masters was good. Yeah, it was good. Did you watch any of the shootout? No. No. Do you know? No. In the German Masters, Milkins, yeah. my lord, made a 146 and then a 147. Did he? Yeah. That's I was going to make a 148 now. <laughs> not enough balls. Um, that's good. 147 for Milkins! Milky Maximum. Milkins, you dirty bugger. Um, i tell you what was funny. I didn't see this, but on Twitter people were saying it was during the Eurosport tournament. Um, they were doing snooker confessions and they were asking the players what they were scared of. And Robbo said he was scared of pumpkins. Pumpkins, mate! <laughs> Fucking pumpkins. Fucking pumpkins, get it away! But, um, Halloween's his worst time of the year. <laughs> I've got a clip of Robbo. Okay, this is quite funny. Um, yeah. It's from the Talking Snooker podcast. Yeah. By all accounts, a good podcast. <laughs> um, 
and they're talking about when he dropped off the tour when he was quite young and he yeah. had to go and sign on and what jobs he would be looking for at the job centre. Right. Here's one from Snooker Mania on Twitter. What kind of regular day job was he in your mind, if there was any, if you were to play snooker, um, when you were in that queue for the job centre uh, back home? What else could you have done, Neil? Well, when I was at the queue for the job centre, there wouldn't have been anything I could do that I would have wanted to do. Um, basically, I would have had to turn up to 12 interviews through the week and then collect my doll check at the end of it. Um, well, what would I have done? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I always liked, um, I've always liked fantasy things um, like, you know, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and um, World of Warcraft, the art design with um, different armor sets and weapons and it would have probably been something something like that, which probably not many people would have thought of that I would do. But um, yeah, it would have been something like that. I always enjoyed, you know, doing doing that sort of stuff. There's, and there's no way you get a job that, in fantasy. Yeah, that's not a job. A, a job sensor. Yeah. You got anything in, in fantasy, designing suits of armor, anything <laughs> like that? Have you ever been to the job center looking for a job? Uh, yeah, not so for bad. many, many years. I remember yeah. going like when I left school just to find like yeah. a part-time job. At this time, they were on, like, boards, and you had to, like, yeah, look yeah. for jobs and then go and speak to the person. <clears throat> yeah, I remember, like, print, printing out little... Yeah, they had, like, computers in there, and you could find them, and then, like, print out, like, a little slip, and you yeah, just go yeah. and talk to someone. Imagine um, standing next to Robbo in the job centre. What are you looking for, mate? Oh, I'm looking I'm for an anything epic with, quest. <laughs> anything with armour. Yeah. It's like when um, Johnny Vegas qualified. Is it? He, um, he did, like, pottery, didn't he? Yeah. Um, like, community college. And then he went, he he went was, to the job centre and wanted to get a job as a teapot mender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did all right for himself. What other jobs could you have in fantasy? Not, um, not involving pumpkins. Oh, We've got pumpkin picker. What do you think? Warlock. Pumpkin picker? No, oh, no, mate. No, not the fucking pumpkins. Wardrobe fitter, if it's not on here. <laughs> could be a warlock. Warlock. Anything in line, warlock line? Orcs. Goblin? Goblins? There's got to be a fancy hashtag orcs joke, doesn't it? Orcs. Well, this is orcs. I've just had to think of a joke, actually, before. Hashtag orcs. I went on a date with a girl and I said, I really like fantasy. Do you, I said, Do you like fantasy? And she said, no. Orcs. <laughs> orcs. <laughs> Ooh, orcs. Hashtag orcs. Yeah. Ideally, I want to work in, like, Fantasialandia. Why, like, yeah, it's great, mate. The orcs, they've all got sort of shorts on and billabong hats. Do you want a Foster's, mate? You can't drink in here? Oh, my God, I'm going to have my Vegemite sandwich, okay? Rather yeah. Jobs, I remember taking our mutual friend Dave Marr to sign on. Yeah. Years ago. And they changed, the toys changed it to make it harder for people to sign on. So you couldn't go to your local one. You had to yeah. go to the regional one. Yeah. And that's to take them to Scam. Yeah. I think Sean was there. And we were all sort of skinny jeans, long hair. Yeah. And Dave at the time, I don't even remember, he had the longest, tallest quiff in the world. It looked amazing, like, but, yeah. you know, to walk into the scam job centre yeah. was like, you know, this is going to look a bit weird. Cause he had a big chunky knit and, like, beads. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of job could you looking for with that kind of get up? Lead singer with the Smiths. New age traveller. <laughs> um, I'm looking for new age traveller. Yeah. Well... There you go. Scam jobs. The old days. Yeah. Well, scam jobs. It was in, in the concourse, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think we even made it in because it was so... Uh, horrific. Horrific. I, I think I remember this. I think you didn't actually go in. I think yeah. you just went to the KFC and went home. 
Is he afraid of pumpkins or he just yeah. doesn't like them? I mean, what's he, how can he be afraid? Do you know when people say, like, I'm afraid of balloons? <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you mean you're afraid of balloons? I suppose them popping, don't you know? Do you like fantasy stuff? Mm. Do you know what annoys me about fantasy? It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, go on. It could be set in any time and yeah. with any kind of yeah. characters. And it's all, yeah. it seems to be it's always medieval with, like, mythical creatures. Like, yeah. could it be 1980s? Like... Cyclops in a full fiesta or something. <laughs> well, maybe there's a gap in the market there. Yeah, it does always seem to be medieval, doesn't it? It does, but I think like... It lends itself well to that kind of landscape. Yes. Have you read Lord of the Rings? I have read Lord of the Rings, yes. I have read Lord No, I do, I mean, I like, I read Lord of the Rings, I like Lord of the Rings, I read <laughs> The Hobbit, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not into fantasy stuff. Mm. Like, I wouldn't seek it out particularly. No. Venue vitriol. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Venue vitriol. This is, um, this is from the Museum of Sex. Ah, yes. A disgruntled customer. She went happy. The Museum of Sex. Is this the one in Amsterdam? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The best one. Ah, yes. Uninformative and uninteresting. Oh, is it, you say it's a woman. How do you know? Oh, no, Victoria. It doesn't matter. 4-1. You could do it in 44-11. Didn't contain any info about toys or different people's kinks or the Kama Sutra or orgasms. The only subject it seemed to cover was the start of porn and how circuses used to be promiscuous. I don't understand what the people making it were thinking. Very uninteresting. Very. Nothing about kinks. <laughs> you got nothing about kinks in there? Orgasms? Rubbish. This is from a hotel um, called Trades in Blackpool. And this is a guy who just went on a holiday on his own. Oh. And he uh, didn't have a good time in the hotel. Oh, we know what that's like. Jonker! What's going on? I'm an elderly man who wanted a weekend away and decided on a cheap hotel called Trades. What a weekend! People walked into the middle of the into my room in the middle of the night. No locks on the door. Couldn't understand what was going on. In the morning, I slipped on a used Durex outside my door, and then noticed they were littered all over the landing. All I heard all night were grunting and groaning. It sounded more like an hospital than an hotel. One young Asian man confided in me that he liked. A well-used crack. I haven't a clue what he was talking about. The whole experience was sordid and confusing. I won't be returning. Can I confide in you? I like a well-used crack. My name's Dirty Brian. <laughs> Did I like? I'm Dirty Brian. I like a well-used crack. <laughs> um, <laughs> what does he mean by that? He still gave it two out of five. What does I don't know what a well used crack means. I don't I don't know either, but um but he's still he's still giving it two out of five. Yeah. 
Well, you know. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. What? Calling condoms a Durex is quite funny. A Durex. <laughs> oh. Oh, I've just slipped on a used Durex. Oh. Do you know Freddie Mercury released some music under the name Larry Durex? No. No, I can't be right, can I? Given his demise. I think it was, it was Larry something. Larry Lurex. Larry Lurex. Larry Durex would be funny, wouldn't it? Larry Durex. Um, Larry Durex there with Don't Stop Me Now, I'm Wearing a Durex. <laughs> <laughs> a used Durex. Go on. The, uh, the hotel's called Trades, right? Yeah. This is a very weird name for a hotel. It's, uh, is it you talking about sex industry name? I think it's like a trading, trading partners, oh. swingers, you. joint. Yeah. Can I confide in you? Yes. This morning I slipped on a used Durex. <laughs> Did you? Slipped on me ass. How was that? Awful. Do you like Larry Durex? Sordid and confusing. What's your favourite Larry Durex song? <laughs> What's like, going on? I like Under the Pressure of a Durex. <laughs> Don't stop me now, I'm wearing a Jorex. Bohemian Jorex. Bicycle Jorex. Bicycle Jorex. Bicycle Jorex. Um, can we just come out of this echoey? I do feel sorry for him. Now, <laughs> <laughs> He's put at the bottom. I can just imagine him like an old man, right? Like he's elderly. He wants to go to Blackpool for the weekend, yeah. and he's booked. Basically, he's booked himself a room in a sex hotel. Yeah, possibly. Swing. I didn't know it was that. Hotel. When I... And at the end, he's just put the whole experience was sordid and oh, confusing. I won't be returning. I've just reminded me of something. Actually. And he's still giving it two stars. I put that one into your text to speech. Oh yeah, I used to be obsessed with that, didn't I? And it came out. I put it in as, as a Saudi Arabian accent. <laughs> and it sounds like it sounded Scottish. I just thought it was quite funny. So okay, play that as well. In the morning, I slept on a used Durex outside my darren. Noticed they were littered all over the London. All I heard all night was grunting and groaning. It sounded more like a hospital than a hotel. One young other man can find a dean me at he late day well used crap I haven't a clue what he was talking about. The whole experience was sordid and confusing I sent be returning. One young Asian man can find that in me. It sounds a bit Scottish, doesn't it? Um, I've just... I've just Googled Trades Hotel yeah. Blackpool um, and on their website it yeah. says so much more than just a hotel Trades is the focus for great times and great company it's an oasis of seclusion where gay men can truly uh, relax and be and then uh, something okay. else uh, but, it's a shame so basically I didn't know that he should have done his research before he booked it my dad genuinely when we were growing up had a friend called John Condon yeah with an N Condon and like he'd say, oh, well, I'm gonna. Go. I don't think they called him Johnny, obviously, but Johnny John Con- Condom. Johnny. And um, he'd be like, I'm gonna go and see John Condom. Yeah. And then there'd be like a bit of a look, John Condom. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think if Condom was your surname, you'd change it because it's just people are just gonna mishear it or go, what was that? John Condom. It's just gonna be a thing, isn't it? Johnny Condom. <laughs> Is that your name? Is it? Wouldn't you change your name? Um. It's just. I'd feel yeah. A bit although what I would myself. say is on that score. Yeah. 
it's a lot easier to change your name now. But yes. Like years 90s. ago, it, you, yeah, but even then it was, was a lot a, harder. Like mm-hmm. you had to pay and stuff. Um, because now, now it's pretty cheap. You can change your name for like fifty quid. Okay. But like back in back then, it, I think it was fairly expensive and like quite a laborious mm-hmm. process to do. Um, and if everyone in your family was called Condon, you'd just be like, well, <laughs> with a condom, pack of the condoms. <laughs> just give out free condoms every year. <laughs> hey, condoms, John Condon, Johnny Condon, Johnny Condon. Hey, DJ Johnny Condon. If you had to choose for the rest of your life, you could be called. David Condon or yeah. David Jurex um, <laughs> for the rest of your life. At least I, I don't know actually. David David Jurex. I don't know. Durex. You could you could Durex. pronounce it Durex. Condon. You can't get away from a condon. 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 David Condon. Condon. David Condon. Ready, David Condon. My name's David Durex. <laughs> David Durex. David Durex! Is that Durex? Durex? No, no, it's Durex. David Durex. At your service. Checking out condoms. <laughs> hey, it's Johnny Condom! Figures <laughs> by Dad. Uh, he didn't see the funny side at all. They weren't wacky. They wouldn't have embraced it. It was no. stiffs. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, do you want to do another one? Yeah, okay. <laughs> David Durex. David Durex. <laughs> okay, this is from the uh, this next one is from the Britannia Wigan Hotel. Oh God, Britannia Hotel is always good. At... I mean, that's I can already tell this is going to be awful. Yeah. Negatives. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Room was filthy. Windows you could write dirty in the muck, and I did with the date. <laughs> Get out of it. Who is he on a date with? <laughs> Room 241, shame with the mirror opposite the bathroom. Even surfaces were covered with a white dust. Water pressure so bad that I asked for another room as I couldn't shower. That room just as bad. 37 minutes it took to run a lukewarm bath. But once emerged in the bath, I finally regretted it. Tiles and bath filthy. You could write your name in the scum. Which I did. Which I did. <laughs> the picture attack attached is the dirt off one tile next to the soap dispenser. So we, <laughs> you could write dirty in the muck, and I did. <laughs> and then I you thought... could write your name in the scum, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at least he enjoyed himself a bit. Writing his the... name in filth. No. I... Dirty, dirty, dirty. Room was filthy. Windows you could write dirty in. And I did. And I did. You could write your name in the scum. Which I, which I did. <laughs> What's next? Um, Guess out of this echo chamber. This one is from a restaurant. I'm not quite sure where it is, actually. Um, maybe you, you could just read it from there, because the first bit's not that amazing. All up to you. Unprofessional and rough. The waiter turned the music up so loud that they started dancing over my table, downing Sambuca shots and using words to each other like Cunt fuck, wanker fuck, this fuck that. It was so loud, me and my husband couldn't speak to each other. I was having an anxiety attack. I couldn't finish the desert. I had to walk out. What a shame, because the food was nice. I came for a relaxed meal. If I wanted drunk, screaming, foul-mouthed people, I would have gone to a takeaway at 3am. <laughs> 
This is from Southport where we used to go as kids. Um... <laughs> Just for some context. <laughs> we used to go there as kids. Wanna win a load of two peas? Wanna win a load of two peas? <laughs> well, do ya? <laughs> Want to win a load of two peas? And this is the place for you. In all fairness, kids can enjoy. But would I take mine to introduce to gambling? Uh, no. Very 1960s. Move on, Southport. Big cities that are lively are leaving you behind. Learn. Don't moan when visiting numbers are down. You might be a Victorian town, but it's 2015 now. It's, it's good. That last bit's like a rap. <laughs> or like a, um, like a spoken word poem. Yeah. Don't moan when visiting numbers are down. You might be a Victorian town, but it's 2015 now. I hate that, you know, spoken word poetry. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Just that in, that intonation that yes. they use. They all oh, use man. the same one, don't they? That's and then banks rubbish. use them for their adverts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, not all spoken word poetry, but like that modern kind of spoken word poetry. Okay. Like that like nationwide use. I want you to do this one in the style of... David directs. David directs. I'm David directs. This one is. Um, I think this one. Oh, this is from Funland in Southport as well. I'm David directs. Keep it together. I'm David directs. Went in a fun land today. Staff standing around casually. All look like they're on the first day with no training or look of positivity. Exterior of the building looks smart, but the inside is a bit dark and tacky. The toilets cost me 20p to find no door locks and dirt everywhere. Toilets that you would not want to sit down on. And my feet stuck to the floor. There's so much urine. Otherwise, a nice place to go visit and would highly recommend. David. Southport is usually a stunning town. David directs. What's the title of that one? Poo on the walls, urine sticky feet. <laughs> you want to read them out like it's a news? Like just the, just the headlines? Or something? Um, Welcome to the news. Welcome to the news. news. In Southport today, poo was found on the walls and urine was stuck in sticky feet. The Museum of Sex is uninformative and uninteresting. <laughs> poo on the walls, poo, poo, sticky feet. Um, Silcox Funland. <laughs> poo on the walls, urine, sticky feet. <laughs> Sounds like a recipe, that. <laughs> Why not try it for a nice easy dinner? Poo on the walls, urine, sticky feet. Gas part seven. <laughs> Head in the oven. Gas part seven. <laughs> dirty protest. Oh, I am dirty Brian. This is my. Friend. I'm dirty David Direct. <laughs> Right. What else she got? What <laughs> she got for me? Should we do some um, blogging spot? Yeah, right. I found this guy on YouTube. Now, sometimes when you go on YouTube, yeah, 
you think have I clicked on the right video here? But this guy, he's going to remind you what the video's about. Okay. Have a listen to this guy. Hi. Welcome to the Snooker UK Championships at the York Barbican Vlog. My first ever Snooker UK Championships at the York Barbican Vlog. And possibly my last. So my intention for this particular vlog is to follow the adventures of myself and my brother James and our friend Des as we travel to the city of York for the Snooker UK Championships at the York Barbican. Welcome back to the Snooker UK Championships at the York Barbican vlog. Welcome back to the uh, Snooker Barbican UK Championships York vlog. Good morning and welcome back to the Snooker at York uh, vlog, day two. That brings us to the end of the Snooker at the York Barbican UK Championships vlog. Um, yeah. That was it, mate. I just thought it was funny. I kept saying it. That's so good. Yeah. That's amazing. Welcome to the York. <laughs> Welcome to the Snooker York Barbican UK. Welcome no. back. Yeah, that was really, like you that's like you've done that on purpose. Like yeah, it's genius. It's 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 um indistinguishable from parody, isn't it? Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. Like is it if, taking the myth. The thing but... is if that if that's parody, that's parody, that's really, really good. Well, to be, I mean, I've obviously not... cut all. Of yeah, I know you have, but, no, no, but, but he does say it a lot, and yeah. um, but it's just a normal vlog. vlog. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know more about his friend Des. Well, we can do some more of him. Desmond Durant. Welcome to the. He done one about uh, the <laughs> the Queen's death, actually. Oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the <laughs> vlog about the Queen's death. I'll be welcome back. Queen's still dead. <laughs> <clears throat> News just in. Queen, still dead. <laughs> Keep the vlog running. <laughs> Um, should we do the Connor Langdan Memorial Competition? No word from Connor, so it's quite funny. Maybe mm. he's not listening anymore and we're still shouting his name. I hope that's what's happening. But um, otherwise he's dead. These are just for fun now, but we'll still do one. Can you guess who this is? That's um, obviously reversed. Is it two voices in that? Well, yeah, there's one main person on there. It's reversed, obviously, yeah, backwards yeah. audio. I know but what reversed That also means. sounds Scottish, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you like just a really revealed ju- it's a Scottish person. What? No, it's not a Scottish person. But I think it just sounds like a drunk Scottish person. It's not a Scottish person. No, it's not a Scottish person. You're right. You're right. I'm stuck in reverse. <laughs> Someone's put me in reverse. I'm so yep. drunk. I'm in reverse. Yep. Yep. Turn the echo off. <coughs> Definitely. Definitely sounds Scottish. Do you know Cheers what we can do as a new feature in the future? Probably not got time this episode, but there's a website where you can put in text and it reverses it and then changes it to phonetics. So you can speak backwards and then we could reverse it and see what it sounds like. Okay. We could sing like Snooker Loopy into one. 
Cards. We could try it now, but I don't know if we've got enough time. It'd be funny for me to just type something in and you don't know what, you don't know what it is. Are you ready? Oh, I'll work it. Oh, let I'm me think how we're going to do this. I, I need to send you backwards. this. Then you need to read it off your phone. Okay. That's what, that's what I'll know what it is. I can read backwards. Well, don't. What do you mean, don't? <laughs> <laughs> just, just read it quickly. Just, just don't. <laughs> just don't start, Dave. <laughs> You're so clever. <laughs> what do you like? Are you ready? <laughs> right, just say say it quickly in like a really weird manner. Sleet fo sleeu et nur ere ectric divat spool raccoons la erwe where stony pool raccoons. It's funny it like that. Should you hear what it sounds like? Yeah. Oh god, that was good. <laughs> Gonna play both. It's so funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Did not work. Um, what was it meant to say? <laughs> Snooker loopy nuts are we? All snooker loops. <laughs> David directs here on the wheels of steel. Did you try to turn them on? That was really good. Yeah. Okay. Don't shove it too far in my face because you right. before you were covering up what I was trying to see. Eha! Scared! Ah! One in put to ud tick it a wreck ons a mia sounds Z me e a n e a m. That's not a Chinese. I think this is gonna be funny. You know, she does it. A bit of time to practice. I get, no, I get honestly, to see it like I, the first time. I did one the other day. Yeah, scared. Don't normally. Rod. Um, we had some correspondence, which is good. Oh, good. 
Um, two bits of correspondence. One on Twitter. Davy has said that. Davy. Davy. At Emperor of Pot. I'd love more regular podcasts, please. Oh, I'm sorry, Davy. We're fucking busy. Love listening to your off-topic ramblings. Also, how about a where are they now section for past players? Whatever happened to the Francisco bros? Where's James Watner when you need him? And the lesser spotted meow. Um, that will be a good feature. And I did actually think about doing something like that yeah. when we first started. Um, but I just think the time to research finding these people. If anyone wants to uh, get on Q-Tracker and get the phone book out and just ring them up and go, yeah. hello. If you send us a fully made feature, we'll drop it in. You, you won't get, get any credit or money for it. You can get an app that records your phone calls, so you, all you need to do is ring them and just go, just ring, just cold call, call loads of snooker players. Hello? Hello? Big question for you. What are you going for, a condon or a Durex? <laughs> Durex! David Durex! From the Snooker Podcast. Uh, we also had an email from oh, yeah. Michael Tor. We've heard his name before. Um, and he sent us a really interesting email um, oh. <clears throat> if you want to read that out just read it straight straight up hello lads how's it going much appreciated the Barry Pinches impression can I just say that Barry Pinches impression was yeah. um, about six years ago yeah which is weird but yeah sorry I remember doing it because it is funny. Actually, before you read this out, I'll give you a bit of context. He's emailing him from Cornwall, and there was an exhib- someone put on an exhibition down there with Ronnie O'Sullivan. Now, when you put on a snooker exhibition, you don't need a theme because the, the theme, theme is snooker. the theme is snooker. <laughs> and the chap who put it on has has got this bizarre theme that he themed the night about. Yeah, and that's what the, the emails okay. about. How's it going? Much appreciated. The Barry Pinches impression. Also, that Barry Pinches impression was about six years ago. So, yeah, maybe they've only just got email in there. Cool. Yeah, they must have done. I had to dig that clip out. It was funny. Um, it was definitely worth the wait. Heard someone on your last show say Ronnie is small in real life. It's true. I went to see Ronnie at an exhibition down in Cornwall last year. Ronnie was very businesslike and made five centuries out of eight. And Virgo was very funny, reeling in a drunk couple with scathing, scathing not on the BBC put-downs that had everyone in fits. A true old-school legend. The organisers had gone to great effort to make the whole night jam and scone-themed. <laughs> Hmm, this is unusual. We had a box of scones, jam and cream at the mid-session for a couple of hundred people. I don't know if you are aware, but there is a long-debated dispute between Devon and Cornwall about the order in which the jam is placed. I have no strong feelings either way, but feel jam first is more aesthetically pleasing for the record. Anyway, the head organiser had prepared a little scone-related gotcha for Ronnie. That had obviously been he'd obviously been working on for some time and came with quite a build-up. He got Ronnie sat down and announced that he'd heard Ronnie had been on Devon Radio and had said that cream is first. Then proceeded to school Ronnie on his error with much delight, presenting Ronnie with a jam first T-shirt <laughs> as the punchline. Ronnie did not like being put on blast in front of everyone and didn't see the funny side at all. An awkward moment ensued, not so much as a grin was cracked, staring through the man without even glancing at his gift, passed the jam first t-shirt over his shoulder to his manager, much to the disappointment of the enthusiastic organiser. Keep it up, your listener. I think, um, what a wally. 
for feeding it. Jump first! <laughs> Wait, if you don't want to jump first, get out. What? Jump first. That is <laughs> mental. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not commenting on whether you should do that on a scone, but seriously, <laughs> who gives a fuck? It's an odd, it's an odd thing. To, well, you don't need a theme for exhibition, but no. then to sort of try and make it into this joke that just falls flat. Jump, 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 jump first. Hey, Ronnie, jump first. <laughs> Are you gonna do my scone joke next? <laughs> Fastest scone cake in the world. Scone. <laughs> The fastest cake in the world is meringue. <laughs> I've got two cake jokes, right? Right. So I can tell them to money. Okay, here's my other cake joke. I went into a cake shop and I said, I'd like to buy a wasp, please. He said, we don't sell wasps. I said, there's one in the window. <laughs> you love that. I love that. That's one. Jam first. And then I'm going to say to me, Ronnie, I heard you were on Devon Radio the other day, right? I heard you say you put the cream first. <laughs> oh dear. You won't like that. And I'll say, listen, Ronnie, down here we put the fucking jam first, all right? Yeah. As a real question. Yes. Would you put, uh, what would you put on first, jam or cream? On a, on a scone. I'd put butter and then jam. Butter? Yeah. I mean, no, but assume you've got cream. Um, I don't... Probably like, jam first. I don't know. I don't really care. I think I would... But I'll tell you why. I I would go cream first. <laughs> because be. the cream is harder to spread. Yes. Now, not many people know this, but one of the things I do in my job is the study of flow and defamation. <laughs> Genuinely, so uh, the cream is harder to spread. Yeah. It's more viscous, so you need to spread that onto the base of the scone, and then the jam yes. will spread easily on top of the cream. You put the jam on, and then try and spread the cream. You're just gonna slide it about everywhere. It's fucking stupid. I'm getting sucked into this stupid debate. Just do it however you want. Um. Anyway, I've got some content this week. You haven't. I've brought some content. Cannot believe um, that. So, you up for going through this content that I've brought? <laughs> you pre- up for seeing it, mate? Pre-prepared something. That's yeah, pre-prepared something. Right. Down so, pages um, <laughs> so, right, you know that um, uh, OpenAI thing, chat GPT? Oh, yes, okay. So You've been on that? Uh, I went on that because yeah. like a colleague at work was doing stuff on it. I was just I just thought that sounds good. So um, do you want to explain to the listeners what it is? So ChatGPT is just like a AI. It's an AI thing, like machine learning yeah, yeah. type thing. Where basically, it's like a chat bot, but you can log in and you can just yeah. type things to it, and it'll it'll reply like it's a real person. But like there's legitimate uses. People use it for like you know if they've got some code that they're writing, yeah. they can send it and go like tell me what the problems with this code. So people do use it legitimately. But the, what I used it for was a. Uh, this so I'll just hand you your your copy. This is my copy. So what I typed in <laughs> Chat GPT was write me a script for a sitcom featuring snooker players John Virgo and Dennis Taylor. Oh, and this is what it generated. It generated this in like seconds. Oh amazing. So what I thought was, let's have a read through of this script. Who am I? You have to play Willie and John. Um, so <laughs> you can play John. John okay. I'll be Dennis. Um and I'll do the narration, so like, okay. you know, the the, the oh God, stage difficult. instructions. No, it's fine. We'll just go through it. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> so, now, it obviously, the, 
the AI is not that good because it doesn't understand how snooker works. It yes. keeps going on about it being like a team sport. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it's good. So it's not that good, but it has written this script for us. So I'm, so. I'm Willie and John. Or, or You're Willie and John. I'll be Dennis okay. and the narrator. Oh, okay. Interior of a snooker hall, cafe, daytime. John, Dennis and Willie Thorne are having lunch and discussing their upcoming tournament. Gentlemen here, have I planned to take this tournament by a storm? Do tell, Willie. Well, uh, I've been studying here and the opponents I've come up with a foolproof strategy. Really? What's the plan? Well, uh, um, we use our experience to outsmart the younger players. Yeah. Uh, what's your plan? Just to be old and wise? Hey, it's uh, worked for me in the past here. You're not wrong, Willie. So, what do you say? Are you in? John and Dennis nod in agreement. Cut to the interior of the snooker hall. Daytime, day of the tournament. John, Dennis and Willie are playing in a match against a group of younger players. Alright, I'll just drop this in. Uh, Let's put the plan into action here. On it. Willie and Dennis use their experience and wisdom to outsmart their opponents, while John uses his quick thinking and precise shots to take control of the game. The match ends with John, Dennis and Willie emerging victorious. The crowd goes wild and they celebrate their win. Willie, Dennis and John raise their trophies high, basking in the glory of their win. Fade to black. The end. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Like, it's rubbish. But <laughs> it's rubbish, but like, it's, it's basically... It's to just do that in an instant is yeah, quite amazing. Yeah, it's basically just the accumulation of reading everything billions off the internet. Of articles, like, billions of scripts. But it just shows you that, like... What can happen? Get it to write you a script or something. No, I think we could do, this could be a feature where we ask it like, to, to make up a sneaker song or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll do it again. Now, I don't know if you remember, a while ago on this podcast, we revealed, uh, jokingly, what Judd Trump's real name was. Judd B. Trumpet? Yeah. And, uh, well, we weren't that far off the mark, because have a listen to a young Judd Trump here. Judd Trump has a habit of beating people far older than himself, but at 10, you have little choice. Trumpet, as his family and team call him, trains at the Canesham Snooker Centre, <coughs> but started closer to home. I started off down Snooker City. I was playing pool and then I, my dad was playing snooker and I asked him if I could have a shot and I took a long glue and I potted it and um, from then on I've just started practising and here I am in the final. His best competition break of 98 is bettered by 130 in practice. His laid-back approach can upset his opponents. I've known one one player who's actually snapped his cue behind the radiator. Um, Potting ability, very good. Safety can be a little bit shaky, but uh, in general, he's an all-round very good player. It certainly requires dedication, two hours of practice, three times a week, plus tournaments every weekend. But Judd is clearly focused, his sights set on the national final in Newcastle in May. Alright, you're a trumpet. <laughs> you go down Snooker City. <laughs> it's actually quite sweet hearing him talking as like a little boy. He sounds a lot more West Country when yeah. he was a kid. Yeah. I don't know if he's tried well, to. Well, he was down Snooker City. <laughs> he sounds yeah. like Milkins. Um, yeah, it's quite sweet, but. Just going down Snooker City. <laughs> it's amazing that he was like knocking in 130 breaks when he's nine years old. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting, that. I don't want to blow my little trumpet, but, but I am pretty fucking good. <laughs> Lord Judley Trumpet. Inventor of the trumpet. (laughs)
I watched the guard trump it on the uh, shelf here. <laughs> Pass it to me, I'll have a blast on it. <laughs> You've got to blow really hard. You won't be able to do it. Trumpet's a good nickname. <laughs> Trumpet's a good nickname. It's funny that his family call him Trumpet. Yeah. Because they're all called Trump as well, presumably. Yeah. Little Trumpet. Little Trumpet. But so he's a big Trumpet. Tr- yeah, well, he's Little Trumpet, Big Trumpet, Medium Trumpet, Mubby Trumpet. Big Trumpet. Big Trumpet. Big Trombone. His dad's a trombone. <laughs> My brother's called Cornet. I've called Cornetto. <laughs> what would his da- granddad be called? Piccolo. <laughs> That would be his nan, wouldn't it? Piccolo. Piccolo's a woodwind, mate. A woman. Brass. That's what a piccolo sounds like. Horse brass. <laughs> it's like his nan's an old brass. 